0: Hey, everybody, this is Flavio, and this is part two of the Christmas episode of the Hawthorne Towncast. Uh, If you did enjoy part one, then I know you're going to enjoy part two. Um, We are going to be talking to Carolyn Grimes. Carolyn Grimes, if you don't know that name, she played Zuzu. Zuzu Bailey in uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life, and we had a chance to screen it. This past Sunday, and we had a, a beautiful audience, and everybody loved the movie. We had a little, a little uh, talk before and after, shared some some interesting notes. But you're going to really get a nice insight talking to uh, to Carolyn Grimes. So, oh, and one one thing you definitely want to do, you want to go to www.zuzu.net. She has some great pictures. You could read her biography, but she also has a store, and you can get some some. Personally autographed memorabilia. Uh, so it really, if you love this movie the way I do, you definitely want to go and uh, pick out some some gifts. All right, enjoy. Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. Hey, everybody! This is Flavio Romeo from the hawthorne Towncast. This is Christmas week. If you came to see It's a Wonderful Life at the Hawthorne Theater, uh, I'm sure on the big screen you get a good idea of why Hawthorne resonates with Bedford Falls. The people, the, 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 the way it's laid out, the small town feel, the train track coming through it. So I'm really excited that this is Christmas week, and I can't even, I'm beside myself with excitement about who our guest is for this week. This is going to be part two of, this, of the Christmas week of the Hawthorne Towncast. And it's it's a great way to to ring in Christmas with our next guest. Her name is Carolyn Grimes. And if you don't know the name, you should because she played Zuzu Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Carolyn, thank you so much for taking the time and and coming on the podcast.
1: Oh it's my pleasure to be
0: here. I I <laughs> I have goosebumps just hearing your voice <laughs> Well, you know, every time a bell rings, you know what happens. <laughs> I know it's so awesome, and and you know, I I, I, I know I had I had uh, texted it to you, but you know, when we first got we, we when we our girls were little, they were like eight and nine, nine and ten, and we decided to get a dog. We ended up getting a golden doodle. My son Shane drove with me down to Lancaster, PA. We drove all the way back three and a half hours, and I called home and I said, "Listen." put on it's a wonderful life we're about half hour away and we're going to come in so we had a box we had the dog in the box we come in the family's watching it's a wonderful life we walk in with the box the girls are puzzled it's new it's christmas eve what's in the box what's in the box the dog jumps out and we ended up calling the dog zuzu (laughs) and and legally on the registration the dog's name is zuzu petals
1: Oh, how neat. Yeah. That's
0: really cool. <laughs> so, that, so that's that's the importance that the movie has to me, and I know it's touched people in so many different ways. Now, I know when you when you did the movie, you were how old? I was six. So you were six years old, but you had a little bit of experience, but not much, right, in the movie business? No,
1: I had done four movies at that age. I think that's quite a bit of experience.
0: Actually. Wow. You, you did four movies leading up to It's a Wonderful Life? Yes,
1: uh-huh.
0: That's When did you start acting?
1: When I was four years old.
0: Four years old, and and do you can you name some of the? Uh, I know I know I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because I looked at your biography uh, before we got on, but can you share some of the actors that you've worked with? Oh,
1: well, Betty Grable and Bing Crosby and Cary Grant, Larry Young, David Nevin, John Wayne.
0: Randolph Scott. But it's a really big one. <laughs> it's amazing. And then not to mention Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And and the fact that you worked with Frank Capra, who is, you know, he's just genius um, yes, he was. in that era and, and to be able to to do what he did at the time that he did it was was pretty amazing. And and so after after it's a wonderful life, how did your uh, how was your career after that?
1: Well, it was pretty good for a couple of years. It was really you know very I was very busy and i and I had a lot of fun and I did work with some of these wonderful stars so that was great. I had a really, really good experience every time I ever worked
0: yeah and you could no bad memories and you were so natural in the movie I mean it's you know, it's, I, I often, my, my daughter's studying to be an actor, and, and I've done some acting as well, and I, I always watch the, the performances, and especially for little kids, it's so amazing to me when, when they just seem so natural uh, on the screen, you know, and you make it seem so natural. Well,
1: when you grow up doing that sort of thing, it's part of your life, and you don't know that that's not normal.
0: So, <laughs> yeah right right that was your That's normal how it works. yeah that that was your normal so yeah. so as you're growing up you grew up in uh in in la yes uh-huh. so you grew up in la you kept doing your movies and and did how did, did did you stop acting or what happened as you were getting older
1: well my mother started getting sick when i was eight years old and and you need a pushy stage bomb to get you out there and and push you and get you jobs, yeah. and uh, I didn't have that. So um, my career kind of dwindled down. I did some TV and some other movies, but I, uh, you know, I wasn't that busy. But then she died when I was fourteen, and then my dad got killed in a car accident when I was fifteen. So the court in Hollywood sent me to a little town in the Midwest, and that was the end of my career.
0: <laughs> wow! So they died one year after one year after another. And, and the... Yeah, but
1: she'd been gone really for a long time. She had early onset Alzheimer's, so she was um, not really. Um, she was sick and not really among us, so to speak, for several years.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough when you're little. My my dad died of, uh, of of Alzheimer's, and you know it's it's difficult at any age. But you know it's hard to explain to a child. I can't imagine what that was what that felt like.
1: Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I was eight years old and when it started so you know it's it, you know i couldn't have kids home or do you know i didn't have
0: an normal life by yeah. any means yeah and it's one thing just to have a hollywood life when you're a kid having that kind of life and then and then going through uh through that with your mom and dad you know my heart goes out to you so so they so when they sent you to missouri did you have family out there
1: I live with
0: my father's brook wife. <laughs> oh, and his mean wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is this girl doing here? <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Let me get let's get the money, let's get the money. That's kinda of what it was. You oh know, really? Kind of situation. Oh. Yeah. So, so now how, how old were you, um, you moved back out of out of Missouri, right? As you got older? Oh yeah. Mhm. I
1: moved to Seattle.
0: Okay. And I did notice that, uh, that you are a, uh, apparently you're an avid fisherman. I mean, you, that's a, that's a heck of a salmon you have on that, on your, on your profile. <laughs> yeah. I, I envy that. I love to fish and I've never, ever caught a salmon. I mean, that's, that's kind of my goal in life is to catch a, uh, to catch a salmon. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And, and, and for everybody listening, if you go to zuzu.net, Z-U-Z-U.net, uh, you'll be able to read up on, on, on Carolyn and her and her life and it it really was it was a difficult life. I mean you went through you went through a lot growing up and, and you guys get a good sense of that as you read her uh, her biography. Um, and then as you got older, when did was it's a wonderful life always still warm in your heart? Did you watch it every year?
1: Oh heavens no. <laughs> Are
0: you kidding? No. <laughs> no, tell me tell me why. Was there a reason?
1: Well, I didn't watch any of my films. Um, for one thing, they weren't on.
0: Oh, that's and true. And <laughs> yeah, there wasn't, true.
1: you know, that kind of a situation existing. You didn't see the old films. And so I, I had a life. You know, I was raising a family, and I had kids. And I actually never saw It's a Wonderful Life until I was
0: 40. Really? And, yeah. Yeah, and I keep, I keep forgetting every time I think about it. You know, we're so used to being able to stream stuff or buy, you know, go online and buy DVDs or go to Redbox and buy DVD, you know, and you forget that there was a big chunk mm-hmm. of the 19, 1900s where there was no DVD. So if you didn't see it in the movie theater, you didn't see it at all. That's right. So there was an urgency to go and see something when it was playing.
1: Well, they started playing it on um, TV in the early 70s, but I still... Really didn't watch it because I just was too busy with my family, and you know, I didn't think that much about it actually. So, but out in Kansas, and then somebody knocked on my door, and they said, "Are you the little girl that played in the movie It's Fly? And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Well, can we have an interview?" And they said, and I said, "Yeah, sure, come on in." So, I dragged my stuff up from the basement, my memorabilia, and we had a an interview. And then that kind of kept happening. And I thought, what the heck's going on? So (laughs) I decided to sit down and watch the film. So I did and I realized what a magnificent film and story it really was and how it touched lives and it made such a difference. And I decided that I wanted to be proactive for the film from that time forward. So I really, I started, doing some local appearances, because I was still raising kids, I couldn't travel. But in 1993, the Target store um, decided to have, It's a Wonderful Life is their theme in their stores that year for Christmas. And they decided to have a reunion of the Bailey kids to promote it. And so they brought us all together and sent us around on a tour around the United States. And we had a blast, and it was, that's when I really got hooked, and I really, I had the opportunity to meet people from all over the United States who had been affected by this film, and how I could see how it had touched their lives, and I heard their stories and shared their love for the film, and I began to realize that maybe this is something I needed to do, so from that time forward, I was on the road.
0: Wow. or it's a wonderful life. <laughs> so so you were traveling with with Larry Sims and Jimmy Hawkins? Yeah. Your siblings, for, your movie siblings. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, for, for that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's...
1: but then I, I I struck out on my own.
0: Yeah. Well, and and it just it just continues to get momentum and you know when I had the opportunity of talking to uh, to Mary Owen and she was saying how she sees the younger generation and and Probably I, I look at my kids and they love the movie. They grew up with the movie. You know, it was just something that it's it's a tradition every year. And yeah,
1: it's I uh, see I'm old enough to have seen that happen. In the early seventies they, they saw the movie on T V and and they got hooked. So that family watched the film and then when their kids grew up then their their family watched the movie, and then another generation, their family watched the movie. See, I'm old enough to have seen all that, so now it's like tradition, and it's just part of Americana, which uh, we share at Christmas time. It's it's just magnificent, and it's never going to die because it sort of transcends time. Um, it's you know, it's applicable for today, for yesterday, for tomorrow. It's. Um, it's
0: something that's not going to go away <laughs> yeah no it's it's and it you know there are so many small towns and and you know in our little town of hawthorne which i you know it's, it's our little mini bedford falls you have so many of these little towns that that that's especially now during the pandemic i mean every, everybody's been struggling and to be able to you know walk down the street and have people say hi to you and and uh, know the people when you walk in to buy your, your groceries and it's it's that kind of um, it is like a Norman Rockwell painting on on the screen and I, Frank Capra was always so good at at doing that. And, yeah. and you know like you said it is it is ageless, it's timeless and it's how, when, so when you first, how, how old were your children when they first saw it?
1: um you know i never really sat down with my kids to watch the film
0: really nope did they ever see it or no, no. oh sure they've yeah. all seen it yeah since yeah then, but not back then yeah some,
1: we, i hadn't started that kind of a tradition so no um it didn't happen i had seven kids and i lived in the kitchen, the car, and the laundry room, so I really didn't have much time to watch TV, so we didn't do a lot of that, and so I kind of, um, you know, I'd be done in the evening, and I'd watch Johnny Carson maybe for a few minutes before I went to bed, and that's it.
0: So seven kids, wow.
1: A lot of different um, kind of lifestyles, and mine just didn't incorporate watching TV,
0: yeah. So so when you're six years old and you're doing this movie with with two movie giants and and I know that that Jimmy Stewart you know Mary was telling me a little bit about um, you know the fact that he had just gotten back from the war how how was it performing with with titans like Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed?
1: Oh, it's fabulous, fabulous. I mean, you know, they were they were really good stars. <laughs> I actually don't remember too much of Donna Reed because I never had any interaction with Donna Reed. I never, never had a line with her. You know, I might have been standing next to her,
0: but I never even looked at her. I was all about him. <laughs> all about daddy. And I think he he
1: made a point to make that chemistry happen because... You no, know, he was very special on the set, and and he was very, um, very kind to me. And he he really made a point to develop some sort of a relationship between us. So I didn't even acknowledge he was there because I was all about him.
0: Yeah, and you could see it. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's daddy daughter. You could see it. You could see it on the screen. It's so it's so yes. natural. Uh huh. And for sure. and it it is to me it is a gift for an actor to give that to a young star you know i mean you're six years old and and for an actor to to take the time to make you feel comfortable as his daughter i mean that's that's not easy right yeah and a lot of a lot a lot of people don't realize just just how (laughs) difficult it is to make things look so natural that that's the work that's the work right there
1: yes it's true
0: well, I, you know, I, 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 thank you so much. If are were there any any like special little moments during the uh, the filming that you recall that, that you cherish?
1: Well, I, I really enjoyed the fact that um, he taught me that it's okay to make a mistake, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. We were doing the pedal scene, and I messed up a line. And he said uh, uh, that that's that's okay, girl, and you'll get it right the next time." and I did Aww. and i never I never forgot that because um you know, I felt like he had showed me that it's okay to make a mistake, you know, but you can fix it. so that's kind of um what I grew up with. so I never forgot that. He just was a really dear soul.
0: yeah, you, and you could see I mean, you see it in all of his films. But but, in that particular one, it just it's just a special relationship
1: well, when we got back together again years later in nineteen eighty at the same time that I first watched the movie, he had a secretary <laughs> he had a secretary look for me because um he'd been getting some requests of questions about what happened to that little girl, so he had her look for me, and she found me. So after that, we got together a little bit, and, and there was one particular uh, gig we did in New York, and um, one of his fans, who had been a fan of his before he was a big star, he invited her and made it possible for her to come down and meet him personally.
0: Wow. It's,
1: that's just the kind of man he was, and I took her to lunch, and we became friends, and one couple years later, he uh, she would, visited her daughter in San Francisco, and he made it possible for her to come to his rose garden and spend time with her in his rose garden, and she never forgot it. That was in November, and then in January, she got her wings. I just, mm. I just will never forget how... What a wonderful gift that was to give her! But see, he did things like that all the time, and you never knew because he never made a big deal out of it. No one know, you know, no one really knew how wonderful he really was and how he gave back to his community just like George Bailey did.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's I'd heard I'd heard wonderful things about him, and of course, you read a lot of that stuff. But when when you when you hear the things that nobody hears, like like you just said. You know, it's it's the it's the quiet grace uh, that that people have when they do little things like that, that that, you know, you don't need to have in the tabloids and you don't need to have a camera crew watching what you're doing. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to share that. I appreciate that. Well, Carolyn, I, I, I can't I can't thank you enough for uh for coming on and and you know a- again the the movie is so important to so many people uh there's so many uh, there's so many people now that are struggling you know with with this pandemic yes. and they can't see relatives they can't see their family um my mom It's going to be a rough Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my mom passed 2 weeks ago. And Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah,
0: and and we we put her in a in a in a facility where they did allow people to come you know family members to come so my brother was able to to see her the day before she passed and I was on my way I didn't make it I was in Chicago at the time and and I didn't make it up to Maine but spoke to her the day before and and so many people going through through so many difficult things different you know whether it's financially emotionally family and I look at a film like this and it just brings that hope uh and that 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 joy that you know there there is hope that there is hope and and you know to see what George Bailey went through and I think there's George Bailey in, in every man. I know for myself, speaking for myself, I go through a lot of George Bailey moments when I just want to throw everything off the desk and just clear everybody out of the room. And and you know to to be able to to share that uh and and to get some some insight in the film and 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 you um is just that's that this is my little christmas joy this is and i hope that it uh, brings joy to everybody listening i hope so too yeah so we are screening it's a wonderful life tonight um we are i'm going to mention the fact that that we spoke and and when uh when we put this uh this episode out i'll send you a link to it and uh you know and you know hopefully you'll get people sending you comments and telling you how wonderful you are and how sweet you are Uh, not only for doing this but just for 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 sharing this part of your life with so many people
1: well this is my sort of charge I think I've been charged to do this
0: (laughs) yeah
1: I feel like it's destiny and it's my pleasure and it um, certainly has become a part of my life. And um, I feel honored that I can do it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an amazing legacy and, and something that uh, I'm sure people just cherish forever. I know I'm going to cherish this. So I want to thank you so much. I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, um, a, a, a wonderful New Year's, and hopefully next year, once this uh, COVID is gone and and everybody's back in the movie theater, hopefully we can do this in person. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't hang up, because I want to come back after I sign off. Uh, but uh, everybody out there, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a, a wonderful New Year. And, and remember, you know, we're all neighbors, and you take care of one another. I, I love the way this town has been supporting one another during the snowstorm, getting out there and shoveling your neighbors out, and, and doing what you can, and, and providing meals for people that, that couldn't afford it during Thanksgiving. That, to me, that's what Hawthorne is all about. That's what the Bedford Falls is all about, that that last scene in It's a Wonderful Life is just, it makes me cry every single time. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. So uh, I wanna wish everybody out there a very Merry Christmas.